0: Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is. Austin scores a 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Austin Enderout wants to
1: throw. Page looking to the cornerback, and it's a touchdown. Page finds Leno. Penix rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Yeah. Caught,
2: touchdown. Fry, Fogel, again. Content. 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 Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. On vacation from his real job, but never on vacation from this job. You can find me on Twitter at Bragley, that's B R A G G L E Y. I'm here as always with co-host Brandon. Find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon, spelled traditionally Dubich. D U B I C H. What's up, Brando? uh it's a lot of a lot of sports going on. Fun time of the
1: year. Uh, I do want to release an official statement, though, for last week's podcast. I don't apologize for anything. I had a ton of fun. Uh, everyone who put up with me. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Let's do it again.
2: That was one of the best podcasts, at least recording, that, I had, that we had done in a long time.
1: It was a lot of fun, a little, little bit of a choppy listen, but like still fun.
2: Like. It was choppy just because you couldn't get your words out of your mouth. <laughs> 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 and joining us as always, judging in the background, producer Seth. He's nervous as all can be due to tomorrow's game you can block him on twitter it's at setah5 s-e-t-a-h-5 what's up seth i uh, uh, nervous <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> yeah get ready to hate a fan base like you've never hated a fan base before good so, old
1: i could
2: yeah at least you don't have to be there so all right uh I don't know if we even want to do these. I mean, there's like an update, I guess, kind of, sort of, not really. We still don't have a quarterback. That's basically what the update is. Um, tell me if I'm wrong, but a decent target has emerged here outside of who we talked about last week. And uh, Josh Allen 2.0, Levi Williams from Wyoming, uh, built like Josh Williams, big dude, or Josh uh, Allen, sorry. Six foot four, good runner. Only difference is we've got a little bit of questions about his arm strength, but he's young. So redshirt freshman, right, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Four years of eligibility left.
2: Yes. I think we talked about this in our group text. He's everybody's second favorite candidate right now, I think. If we were to pick, if we were to have a, a, a pecking order, I think he's second or third on our list. So... Uh, he's second on mine. Seth is throwing up a two, which either means he's leaving or he's second on his two. Um, we've talked about Emory Jones enough. We get blasted in message boards about Emory Jones, like whatever. Um,
1: we are not journalists. We are fans. We also just cite our like,
2: sources, too. We so. are
1: just like you. Like, we <laughs> we don't have credentials. Yeah, We don't have sources. Our sources, have sources are your sources.
2: We have sources. We have sources, but on this one, our sources were their sources. So uh a new guy, I did a little bit of deep dive on it today. Peter Costelli, I want to say Utah transfer in the portal, dual threat quarterback, six foot three. So bigger dude. Um, IU offered him out of high school. Don't know a whole lot about him outside of that. So that's a name that could pop up on our radar at some point. But so I'm on the portal. I'm on the portal now uh-huh. on 247.
1: And I see two names that I hope we have absolutely no business. And that's Jack Plummer of Purdue and Zach Anakstad of
2: Minnesota. Meaning God, you, don't, you don't think we should touch Jack Plummer? No, not hmm. at all. But people will think that he's Jake Plummer's kid. And then we can be like, we have fake Jake Plummer's kid on our team. Castelli does only have one
1: year of eligibility left.
2: Man, Jack Plummer, what a disappointment he was. Huh? How many years does he have left? One or two? Jack Plummer, let me scroll back. Seth says two in in the background. I think he has at least two. And who's the other kid out of Minnesota? Jack Plummer only has one. One. Anik Stata has three. If, if you go Annex on
1: 247 Dad. on just Google 247 portal and then search by position, it's very easy.
2: Oh, I've got it on well, yeah. I've got it on half. Oh, there it is right there. Okay, there's three. Oh, he's from IMG 63220. Why don't we like him?
0: I mean Why don't we like Amnexted. Couldn't An- get, on, on,
2: the, couldn't get on the
1: field. I mean, I guess Tanner Morgan was there forever. I, I mean again, I'm just throwing out names. I don't know if any of this um, means anything. Did but.
2: we recruit him? Would be a start. I don't think so. We did
1: recruit, uh, and I apologize if we talked about this last week, Connor Basilak from Missouri. We did talk about Connor
2: last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's that's also. That's a
1: name that I keep, again, kind of falling
2: in love with. Yeah. Um, we're just throwing names out there. We'll go over, I think, our top three part of uh, our top three. Cam Ward. Maybe, at some all that matters. Yes, that's the one. Let's
1: put it out into the world. Yes.
2: Uh, So if we if he gets on campus next month, then that's great news. So here we go. Uh, We are going to do a little bit of a special kind of I won't say recap, but kind of a end of the year pod today, um, where we will say and this is some of this is going to be a little rough to get through. But what we're think, what IUFB is thankful for in 20 yeah, and, and,
1: and guys, I mean,
2: normally what we did last year
1: during this pod, I went back and looked is we did a bowl preview. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, this is the last time we have to do a holiday edition because we are previewing a New Year's New Year's six bowl. Um, so, yeah, let's there you go. let's just hope this is a one time thing. There you go. Or, so,
2: content, baby content. That's right. All day. So again, as I'm saying, uh, this is all brought to you by producer Seth, by the way. Uh, What is IUFB thankful for in 2021? What is on our 2022 wish list, which is how I kind of hinted at Cam Ward? Um, The top three IUFB moments of 2021, which was really hard to come up with. Uh, And then we see, I didn't think so. Oh, I did real. I am unless I'm forgetting a lot of them, um, because if they happened at home, the majority of those times I was in my cups. So. There's a good chance that I forgot them. Um, and then we're also going to do a bit, really bad idea for us. Almost every time we do it, we'll do some college football predictions. Let's go. Uh, and we'll preview the playoff games as well as a bonus game. So, all right, let's get right into it. Brandon, what is Indiana University football thankful for in 2021?
1: Micah McFadden.
2: That's that's so true. That's Micah so McFadden. True. Well
1: I mean, again, my favorite iu football player offense or defense a guy that absolutely gave the university and the team everything how can you not be thankful for that guy i mean it's it's cheesy it's cliche but it, it starts with micah it absolutely has to
2: yeah um i didn't put him down but i am very thankful for him uh what i wrote down was fan support and student section
1: See, I don't have either one of those.
2: Well, that's one. I just one group there. I thought, you know, obviously, as as the season went on, and it was pretty obvious that we were not good. Uh, those kind nicely. of both both tapered off. Mainly, the student section tapered off as the you know the weather got colder. To be honest, I mean, what was the last game we went to? Rutgers. We did not. Neither yep. one of us made it to the Minnesota game. That weather was terrible. So the fact that any of them even showed up is pretty good progress. Um, I have one more. How many more do you have there? I have two more. Okay, go ahead.
1: I've always been big into recruiting, whether it was college basketball or the NCAA video game. I mean, this past year following recruiting has been fun. Like, I never really got into football recruiting because, honestly, we were competing against Mac schools or, or lower power fives. Like, okay, I've never heard of this guy. We're not really in battle. Signing day is boring, but man, football recruiting is, is fun, especially when we landed where we were at. I mean, again, I I would never would have thought I would be talking college football recruiting on a podcast in relation to IU football, but I'm in, I, I, I thoroughly have enjoyed it and, um, I'm thankful for it.
2: Yeah. That was my last one recruiting class, staying intact minus, you know, that one quarterback, but, um, yeah. Going back to like what you said, it used to be like we'd go through the offer list and you'd look and it'd just be a bunch of Mac schools, maybe like an Indiana State thrown in or something. And then we'd get excited if we'd be like, OK, cool. There's a three star. He's got it. He's got an Iowa State offer or he's got a, uh, I I don't know who else around that area that would offer something like that, like Illinois offered him like this is big time. Like if you go back and look at Tevin Coleman. I was excited to get Tevin Coleman because I think his other two huge offers were Michigan state and Illinois. And I was like, okay, cool. That's a good, that's a good recruit. Did not know he'd turn out to be what he was. Of course. But of course. Yeah. All right. What's your last one?
1: Hailgating, man. I missed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you, know, I, you know, we, we, ha- we didn't have an, as much flip cup games or dizzy bad or, you know, but, we made the best of it, given given our situations. And it was just fun just to do it again. I mean, the car rides up, the car rides back. Mm-hmm. Um, just great conversation, following games on our phones. I mean, those situations, they're just fun. And it, it felt good to get back to normal. And IU football was was a reason for that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thankful tailgating, specifically IU tailgating with you two gentlemen um, for this past year
2: best tailgate cincinnati maybe definitely or was it definitely. ohio state no because yeah. ohio state we had the biggest tailgate correct the weather was great prior to the game cincinnati was hot but cincinnati was a solid tailgate so yeah. okay cool that's it seth you want to add anything
0: yeah i had low hanging fruit and cta nice to have a strong leader yes. good man at the helm Mm -hmm. can't go wrong there Mm -hmm. and then I also had the recruiting class and then specifically uh the McCullough and Mullen family bloodlines Mm -hmm. yeah that'll be really interesting I was uh daydreaming today this is gonna be family
2: keep it in the family this is gonna be family so creepy for me to say this but I was daydreaming about where McCullough was gonna play next year and then what number he was gonna wear because monster's back so he can't wear one like he did in high school Does he wear zero? Does he wear nine? It's gotta be single digit. It's gotta be nine, right? Does he take I
1: don't know? I'm scared they're gonna line up as a permanent rush. Like in my in my dream, I want him to play seven positions. Yeah, right. Like I want him to play like matchup. Okay, they have a beast tight end, so we're gonna do that. Or we're you know, they go deep, so we're gonna put him as a center fielder, or they have a bad left tackle and we're gonna put him like I want him. To be – our game plan starts with McCullough and their weakness and just go at that, right? Like, that's what I, I – mean, that's what they did with Troy Polamalu. Troy Polamalu didn't have a position. He could play linebacker. He could play nickel. He could play safe. He, I mean, he could play everywhere. That's what I want with McCullough. So, 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 so bad. It sounds like they're going to have him be a stand-up defensive end
2: um yeah but we'll see i mean I, I, they're really good at keeping things under wraps as far as exactly what we're going to do exactly what players yeah. are going to play now we need so, a stand-up defensive end.
1: <laughs> i mean if, if, yeah. if you look at it we need that
2: yeah but, um let me look at, i was looking at our quarterback that we got from bloomington north i was watching his highlights uh, he, he will be a dude. running back
1: according to matt weaver and okay. peaks i repeat
2: i read it on their message boards <laughs> he will be a running back <laughs> uh reese lozano is his name uh check him out r-e-e-c-e lozano r-l-o-z-a-n-o um just google that look up his highlights there's a good um i want to say it's on youtube maybe um or one of the other iu football sites it's out there there's that's perfect running back is going to be perfect he's built like a running back 6'1 185 and he runs like a running back his arms, no, okay. you know,
1: you know, this is a you football podcast. If we're talking about preferred walk-ons, yeah. the position I'm excited for is the linebacker from cathedral. Oh he's yeah. He's actually a two-star like yeah. he had Mac offers his two forty-seven ratings a 79. You basically have to be an 80 to be a low three-star. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like to get that good of a walk-ons pretty good. I mean, he's not going to play in probably the next three years, but if he can contribute, you know, it, it, by his redshirt senior year, that like those are the guys Michigan State out of nowhere has this walk on yep. linebacker yep. that's been in the program for five years that winds up with 100 tackles, right? Like, yeah, it, it, getting those preferred walk ons help in practice, they help in special teams. And then if you find a diamond in the rough, it could be a year changer. Yeah, seriously.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, Reese Lozano is ranked on two four seven. He's not ranked as a composite, but ranked as a two star as well. Only offer according to two four seven is is Indiana State. So, um, but yeah, I think that's that. Our walk ons will be good. And I also think that Jeff, uh, what's it? I want to say Utzinger? Is it yeah Utzinger? That's the only yeah, one who I'm talking about. that right. So yeah, but I mean, look at his offers. Like sure they're Mac, but he could have gone to school for free. At yep. Akron, Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, or Eastern Michigan, but he's got to walk on and earn the scholarship here. So, um, again, good recruiting. Even how far down that is on the on the list, still big. So, and the Mitchell Evans kid out of Center Grove that comes from a winning program. Whether or not he's going to play or not doesn't matter. Um, still adds another another winner to the list. So, Seth, do you have anything else that you're thankful for? Or IUFB is thankful for in 2021.
0: I'm good. Let's move on. Okay, let's move on.
2: Brandon, I've got four things on my 2022 wish list. You've already talked about one, and that's Cam Ward. Is he on your wish list as well? I have QB,
1: instant starter QB. Like, we need a guy. Now, would it be great if it was someone like Cam Ward that had three years that you could actually develop McCully? Yeah, that'd be great. But I want, we need a guy that has a day one starter. That at least has one year of eligibility, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's my thing. Like Cam Ward would be great as far as like long term plans, but I'm not even gonna get greedy. Like, let's get a guy that we are comfortable with starting day one that can get us back in the W column.
2: It's Tuttle, not okay. I guess it. Would you not be okay? With Jack Tuttle starting, so,
1: so so can I can I kind of move on to my second wish list and answer? Yeah, yeah. get back to a bowl game. I okay. think Tuttle can get us to six and six. I do, I think Tuttle can get us a seven and five. Okay, but we just have a lot lower ceiling, right? We're not beating Mich, we're not beating Michigan, we're not beating Ohio State, we're probably not beating Penn State, right? Like you're gonna have to scratch and claw to get to six or seven wins with Jack Tuttle as your quarterback. And with IU
2: football, that should be good enough. Yeah, two of those I, games are at home this year. We always play Penn State tough at home, always. so
1: you know the ceiling's just a lot lower. And the guy hasn't shown us that he can be healthy. Yeah. I'm not worried about his ability. I'm a av- bit. I'm worried about his availability. If we roll into 2022 and it's Jack and then McCauley, McCauley slash high school
2: quarterback, yeah. Or Dexter um, Williams?
1: So I, that's my thing with Tuttle. I mean, he, he, just,
2: he just lowers the ceiling. If Cam Ward or somebody with, or uh, Levi Williams, for example, if they come in, Tuttle's not going to go to the portal at that point, I wouldn't think. But three years of eligibility left, do we see Williams or Dexter Williams or McCauley try to leave?
1: I could see Williams going back south. Right, yeah. like he's a Georgia kid. He doesn't have many teammates. Doesn't have his family. I, I could see Williams um, seeing the writing on the wall. If there's a multi-year starter, you're right with Tuttle. I don't think Tuttle leaves because he came. And what happened? Penix got hurt, and became a starter. Yeah. What happened next year? Penix got hurt, became a starter. Yep. If he if he goes into next year as number two, guess what? He could go three years in a row. Starting yep. quarterback goes down, he's a starter. Why yep. would he leave? you know, to somewhere else where he has to start anew. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Tuttle would leave, but I also wouldn't be shocked either, yeah. but I don't think he would.
2: Okay. Yeah. You took uh, another, well, you mentioned one of the other ones, which is back. Yeah. I have back on track, which is just get back to a bowl game. I mean, yep, that's that what was, we yep, expect. That's my at wish this list: point.
1: Quarterback and bowl game.
2: Yep. Um, so you also touched on health. I dug really deep into this and I had not actually found the exact answer. I had seen 18 the number 18 thrown around at some point.
1: I saw 24, 27 30
2: players miss time at one point yeah. in the season 18 players out for the season. That's unbelievable. 18 players out for the season and the majority of them are in very important positions. so, Um, so that's health. Health is on my wish list for sure. Um, not only it's mine too. It's my last on the podcast, but for the kids on the team. So and then my last we said you're done. For
1: our health, it's better if they're good, right? Like you've said it multiple times on your outro. Like doing this podcast this past season was very hard. Like for our health, yes. Success.
2: Yes is better. My heart and my liver. Yes. Um, in my head so basically everything um yeah so you're done with your wish list you only have two things on your wish list
1: quarterback bowl game and health okay three
2: I've got maintained fan interest which I think is kind of tied into all of that man so man. what
1: are you, are you wishing it because I think we gotta earn it right like- I think it's
2: earned I think it's there what we just have to maintain that what I mean by that is did how much did we lose? Okay, how much did we lose because of a casual fan that's not actually paying attention to 30 players missing time, 18 players out for the season equals, what did we finish? Two and 10? Or how many people paid attention and are like, okay, the, the roots are here. There's just a lot of things that are broken right now that need fixed. The very one thing that everybody was, the one arrow, the very obvious neon sign blinking right at it is gone. And that's the offensive coordinator. So, can we maintain the fan interest that we had that we were going into last season with? Even after the beatdown at Iowa, I mean, my God, the amount of people that were at the Idaho game was insane. I mean, that student section was filled to the brim at, for Idaho. We were 35 and a half point favorites, I think, going into that game. You don't see that. So, all right, what's uh, Seth, do you have anything on the yeah. wish
1: list? Right before uh, producer Seth talks, so I think, and we did a decent job at it. I personally think we need to get a little bit better at it, but we got to make IU, we, we can't do anything. Um, we got to make it fun for students to go again. And I think right now the students are making it fun for the students to go again. But I do think some of the game day atmosphere does have to improve a little um, because like even when IU is bad, Tom Creen years, whatever, it's still fun to go to an IU basketball game. Right. 10 and 25 IU, the student section is still fun because it's cool. And like I've used fun way too many times, but you get what I'm saying. Right. And that has to happen. For football as well. Um, and I think it started, I mean, whether it's the shirtless guys going all bro or, or whether it's, you know, uh, whatever, like you got to make it fun. And I think that's how you maintain and it's totally possible at a school like Indiana because it yeah. does it in another sport.
2: Yeah. Like it does it, it
1: for a freaking bike race. It yeah, can that's do it true. for a football game.
2: That's,
0: <laughs> that's
1: true. It's a bike race.
0: All right, Seth. Yeah. So I had QB. Offensive coordinator. And again, not saying that Walt Bell's not the guy, just he's not necessarily the slam dunk home run right away guy. He's a guy who has to prove himself. So just so to far, have so good. have clarity there. Um, and then the third one I had, and you touched, one of you guys touched on this earlier, is a defensive scheme that limits tight ends and coverage, especially in the red zone. And if that's McCullough, that's, I don't care who it is, but there's going to be some way to address that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree.
2: OK, well, here we go. This is the one I had a lot of uh, difficulty doing. Top three.
1: Mine's such a cop. Out. You guys are just going to clown on me for my of
2: 2021, starting from the bottom. Brandon, number three. What do you got?
1: So none of mine are actually on the field. Oh, none of mine are actually on one the field. of mine is
2: off the field. Two of them on the field. Go ahead.
1: Uh, top. IU, top three. IU football moments of 2021. Number three is meeting the Leo fans you know that was cool that was awesome Uh, again we got guys we do this for fun we we're not doing this to be famous but i gotta admit it's pretty dang cool to interact with you guys in person over twitter whatever we've been doing this now for about a year iu football brought that to us so i mean I, i i was between saying between this being thankful and just top moments for me meeting the leo fans um was pretty dang cool
0: seth number three uh, I'm going full Purdue guy here. Trey Tucker kickoff return, Cincinnati. Oh, jeez. Okay, whatever. I'm going man. For, what a hey, game I'm changer going... that was. Yeah, exactly.
2: Holy cow. Mm-hmm. That was right after uh,
1: uh, DJ uh, Matthews. Well, touched... that was right
2: after what yep. my what one of my other ones is going to be. My number three is Nick Sheridan being let go. That's a a big th- and that and again. We can celebrate this because he got paid. He got paid, and this is what everybody wanted, and we got it. So, can I Brandon, call that a false positive? Yeah, false positive. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> not right now. Uh,
1: not number
2: brain. joke. number two, Brandon.
1: Uh, Pack Stadium of I of IU fans. Man, it was cool looking around and and seeing everyone, and literally not being like. Seth has a deep voice. I have a deep voice. We could not hear each other. Like we had to like yell into each other's ear to communicate like that. I I don't know if I ever saw a day, right. That an IU football game would be that loud. It, it was awesome. It was really, really cool.
2: Yep. One of the guys that made it pretty loud. Number two, DJ Matthews performance against Cincinnati, five catches, 120 yards, two carries, 28 yards. And. The aforementioned touchdown on the wide receiver reverse. Uh, that was fantastic. He was the reason we were winning that game and should have won that game. Um, but yeah, man, what a backbreaker that number three was there, Seth. What do you got at number two? What else is going to hurt my heart here tonight?
0: Another huge game changer that happened right in front of us. <sighs> Michigan State. Sparty pick six, Cal Halliday. Again, mm. one of those random Michigan State guys that no idea where he's from, just shows up. They had done nothing offensively. You guys had just kicked a field goal. We're up three, nothing. Dominated. And then that's when it turned. Yep. All right. Brandon, number Bunch one.
1: Bunch formations on the strong on side this, of the field with yeah. about eight yards to work with. <laughs> Genius. And then he did it again and almost got picked off. He going. Um, <sighs> um so we're we're at my number one, Mike. Number one, Brandon. Dude, the freaking hype videos, man. Do you know how many times you go to my YouTube history and, like, just watch – and even before the preseason, after the Iowa game, before Cincinnati, before Ohio State, like, watching those videos just during your work day or while you're working out, and especially the drive down to Bloomington, like, that was just so fun. Like, I almost gave myself goosebumps talking about those videos. They're produced so well. Like the hype, like the hype for so many moments of the season um, was just just great. Every single one of them. I can't even pick a specific video because the hype was unreal.
2: Probably the number one highlight of the season. As sad as this is. Number number one for me, DJ Matthews punt return against Idaho. Uh, 81 yard punt return, which he covered probably at least a hundred yards based on the way he caught it over his shoulder, facing away from the punt at that point, turns around breaks like a thousand tackles, stiff arm at the end. Uh, pretty cool, man. That place was nuts. And I've got a super cool picture. I just saw on Twitter last week. I want to say that was a, somebody had taken it from his account and, and reshared it and everything else, but it was uh a very cool moment um, right before halftime. Super awesome moment if you guys can if maybe i'll maybe i'll put it out with the pod when we
0: post it um pretty cool picture so seth number one what is it bucket what's the nope what's uh, the number one play that we have talked about more than anything else for the course of last month on air in our group text it's the micah mcfadden targeting play. that's what i was gonna say you said the last month i don't remember oh sorry the last three gotcha. months four months gotcha yeah, yeah the targeting yeah on, most God, consequential play terrible. of the season what an awful call.
1: Yeah, and again, it, it's, it's definitely dramatic saying this, but beating the, the, the reach or whatever you want to call the Penn State, even though that was the first game of the year, that changed the direction of the whole season. If we beat Cincinnati, it changes the direction of the whole season.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking through those highlights today of Cincinnati um, and just the Pennix, the, Pennics, the Tim Baldwin fumble. Inside the five, the Penix scramble to his strong side, throw across the field, across his body, when we, we just need a touchdown to take the lead. Just a lot of things in that game shot us in the foot. But, man, up 14 nothing at that point, I think. or mm-hmm. And uh, ton, all of the momentum, not even a lot of it, all of the momentum. Remember, what was it? Did they used to have it in college football? For PlayStation and Xbox and stuff, the momentum meter at the top was, I mean, full on. Like that camera, it would have been shaken for Ritter, all that stuff. That was third down. He was getting sacked. It was over, getting the ball back. Man, that was such a blow. So that one hurts, Seth. Thanks for doing that. All right. Cool. He went
1: full heel. How, how long have we done this? What, we're on episode 70? He's 70. He's never went yep. full heel right after Christmas, man. That's low.
2: Don't worry, we'll get them back in a little bit. But before we do that, promo, real quick, man, a super quick word from our sponsor at Monon Track Club. You guys only have to hear this once a week now. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs. And yes, they will run during the winter, even though it's still like 60 degrees outside. And shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies as a thank you to our listeners they are offering 10 percent off your order use promo code leo 10 that's leo one zero at checkout now brando's randos brandon what you got
1: holiday themed of course um first one definitely a fun one what would you get tom allen for christmas oh
2: goodness what a question i have no i can't even answer this right now
0: seth a blue blood quarterback come on oh well
2: okay well yeah, that's
1: not something
0: you can get oh, like oh, i'm talking
1: oh. like something under the tree i'm not talking like you know blue chip style gonna pay a mill to go get freaking cam ward here it's not what i'm talking about like what uh, And he, i went something very cheap something very fun something because he wouldn't want you to spend a lot of money he's not yeah. a, he doesn't seem like a materialistic guy yep so i think i'm getting him a lifetime supply of cough drops
2: i mean that guy's voice yeah that
1: guy's voice is just gone Uh, whether it's practice or a game it doesn't matter like i'm telling you like tom keep doing you but we got to make sure that voice lasts for another 20 years because we don't want you going anywhere
2: i would get him i would get him blinders and a grindstone that's what i would get him you know keep your winders on nose to the grindstone and maybe a like a
1: gift i feel like he would like that like i feel a, like he is down to heart. earth enough that he yeah. would like that metaphor
2: like a giant not a like a like a human shaped heart but you know like a valentine's a big one with an iu logo on the middle yeah I'd get him that on the grind with a grindstone and some blinders there you go what's next
1: another fun one um has nothing to do with iu but You got to ask it because every podcast in the world is asking it. Is Die Hard a
2: Christmas movie? No. Yes. It absolutely is not a Christmas movie.
0: It happens at Christmas. I don't care if it happens at Christmas. So is
1: Gremlins a Christmas movie then? No.
0: No, it's not a Christmas movie. Is Independence Day not a 4th of July movie? Come on. There's no 4th of July. It's not a thing. I don't.
2: But yes, it's literally named Independence Day. So on Independence Day, you should probably watch Independence Day. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Um, Next one here. And, Seth, you can answer this as for Purdue. Do you guys get anything IU or Purdue related for Christmas? And if so, um, are are we going to get to see it next year?
2: I got two things. I got a sweatshirt from my bro. And I got... Okay, it could be IU. I got a... From the father-in-law, he always gives us things that aren't like material gifts. So he gives us like... uh, I've got the list out there. I'm not going to go get it. But one of the things on the bottom is a weekend babysitting. So out of town babysitting and hotel stay on him. Whoa,
0: that's big.
2: Yes. So... That is big time. That could be an IU. Either here come the haters. Three could dudes be, in
1: a room. Three dudes in a room.
2: <laughs> it could be for uh yeah three dudes and my wife in a room. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are gonna funny.
2: want to edit that one out. <laughs> uh, nah, it's fine. She didn't listen. Nobody listens, so it doesn't matter. Um, so um, <laughs> so as much as I want to use it out on an away game. Um, everybody's screaming no at whatever said device they were listening to this on. Um, I'm not going to probably, I probably won't do it. So yeah, that's, that's an IU related thing. It'll be used either on a home game or an away game, which, or bowl game maybe. So there you go. What did you get?
1: Uh, so I I already have a ton of IU stuff. So I got, I got more Pittsburgh stuff than I did IU stuff, but I think it's something for tailgating, um, because I always complain that we don't walk around enough right? Like, you know, we yeah. don't get to see a lot of things. So I got this, like, you can fit six cans in this kind of strap cooler nice. that I can just like walk around and like check out the university, check out the other tailgating. And it like looks like an ammo strap and you can fit it's, okay. it and it keeps the things cool. It's pretty freaking neat. Um, I can't wait to use that next year.
2: Let's talk about it right now because this needs to be our new thing. Instead of packing, like when we pack up, an hour early when I remember I have an anxiety attack and we have to get into the game. Um Maybe we pack up an hour and five minutes before the game. And then we spend those six beers walking around tailgates and checking out stuff. There we go.
1: Right. I love it. I love it. I think it's such a good idea because yeah. you're right. Like we either wait to the last minute till we have to run to the stadium or you freak out and we get there way too early. Either way, we don't get to see anything and we normally don't have beer. So, like, like, this kind of solves all problems. I'm pretty freaking stoked.
2: I'm pretty sure they'll let you take, like, a military-looking Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: I mean, what movie is it from? Or is it I anything mean, I in Stallone, Seth, where he's got the bullets across his chest? Rambo and com- uh, Commando are the two I'm thinking of. Yeah, one's the- Sly and one's Arnold. Yeah, I'm sure they'll let you take something like that into the game without beers in it, of course. So, all right, what else you got?
1: Seth, anything for you? I mean, any any Purdue or any tailgating gear?
0: No, my wife and my entire family are IU people, so they would refuse to get me anything Purdue-related. You didn't yeah. get another pair of IU shorts? No. Another no, pair of no. IU shorts, I said?
1: <laughs> no. Okay. All right. That's all I got.
0: Cool. Let's reach into producer Seth's sack. What do you got? Uh, no sack today. Santa emptied, uh, emptied my sack last week. Uh, it's still empty, so... Good deal. Sounds
1: like you were on the naughty
0: list. All right. So I don't know. hopefully it'll yeah. be full again by the new year. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, cool. Well, speaking of new year, let's talk about... Uh, this the episode games... is
1: rated
2: X. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the games that are on Friday um, and a bonus game, which happens tomorrow. But let's start with the games on Friday. Um, the first round, is... well, I guess we should probably talk about all of them. Because it's Friday, Monday. Is that what it is? Yeah. No. When is the national championship?
0: It's the following. Yeah. Like 10 days. Okay. So we've yeah, got, an, we've got time. Okay. So Friday,
2: we've got Georgia giving seven and a half versus Michigan over under 45 and a half. I'll start. I've got Ugga winning this one. Close. Twenty to seventeen, so under, and not covering. What do you got?
1: I'm glad we disagree. Um, I have Uga also winning um, in a one-score game. Uh, Michigan will get a chance to tie it, but they won't get there. I have Georgia twenty-eight, Michigan twenty. I have Georgia and the over.
0: Okay, Seth. Ugga twenty-seven. Michigan thirteen, Ooh. cover and under. Ooh,
1: Georgia and under is 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 a good bet. I mean that's so so. Bragg has Michigan losing but covering and the un... so we all have three different things. That's We're all
2: under. Well, you're over. Yeah, I'm over. We over all have three different covering.
1: things, which is yeah. pretty neat.
2: Okay. All right, this one I've got two answers on this, but I'm gonna go last because we're gonna second game. So Brandon is second, so Brandon goes first. Cincinnati versus Alabama. Alabama giving 13 and a half as of today. Uh, over which it's gone down over under 57 and a half. Brandon, what do you got? This I'm assuming this isn't close.
1: Bad game, guys. This is yeah. a bad game. Forty-two to thirteen. I got Bama and the under, just a slight under. Mm-hmm. Garbage time scares me.
2: Yeah.
1: garbage time scares me with Cincinnati the under. Getting
2: a getting a late one,
1: but I think this is blowout city.
0: Yeah. Okay. Seth. Bama forty-eight, Cincinnati ten.
2: Oh my god.
0: Oh my god. Bama and the over. But I just loves you for that one. Tight. This is where I said I have
2: two. My head says, and I did not look at anybody's notes. Remember, I make these outlines. I went first. Cincinnati 14, Alabama 42. So, cover under. My heart says, my heart wants just a hell of a game. Cincinnati 34, Alabama 33.
1: Yes. This is reminiscing of some of your predictions during the season, like some of your IU with the heart, yeah, predictions.
2: Yeah, but I didn't say that before. I just said it. I just did them because I'm an idiot. But the real one we should we should look at is Cincinnati 14, Alabama 42. So, all right, here we go. Should I write, should I tell them what I actually wrote down on the outline yes, or should today? Okay,
1: please. We've already yeah. crossed the th- threshold. Okay. Of...
2: So, so the bonus game is poop versus fart or giant douche versus turd sandwich. The giant douche is giving six, uh, the over under 64 and a half. And by those teams, I mean, this is Tennessee versus Purdue tomorrow. Um, or today, if you're listening, the day of the podcast being released, um, in the, what are you guys playing in music city bowl? What do you guys yep. Yeah, music city bowl? So that's going to be, 90 percent orange probably um no offense to purdue it's just the amount of obnoxious people that will fill up that stadium are going to be disgusting in orange so uh brand or, i'm sorry
0: no seth what do you got um
2: this i know is you think purdue is going to lose but that's fine Go oh ahead. yeah
0: Tennessee 23, Purdue 13. Oh, way under. Way Yeah. Under. Uh, Holy cow. Have with Bell, Tennessee Karloff not playing. We have, I think, our three or four of our top receivers are out. 17's Xander's going to put on a show. 17's out? 17. Or
2: zero, whatever he is now? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think that's TJ okay. Sheffield and Jackson Anthrop are top two receivers. Oh,
2: that's fine. That's yeah. fine. And the tight ends. Yep yeah, you're okay.
0: okay. I just don't I think it'll be hard to score points, not against that defense.
2: I've got orange team forty one. Purdue. And Vegas is gonna love this one purdue thirty five. Brandon.
1: Yeah, so the SEC's had an awful showing. just an absolute dreadful showing. So I think this game's close, guys. I think this game's close. I I think UT wins this, but a heartbreaking loss. Heartbreaking in the Music City Bowl. Tennessee, 34. Purdue, 27. I got UT in the under, but this is is an all-timer. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be back and forth. Purdue's Purdue's never going to be out of this game because you can't be out of this game against the UT defense, and you know the SEC just contend. I was taught before I was I was on Purdue in my pick'em. I have Purdue covering. Um, I have Purdue just not covering uh, for this sake, but I I do think this will be a really good game.
0: ESPN is giving Purdue a forty-nine percent chance of winning. Well, that's a straight toss-up game. I mean. So I think only one 35. score,
1: and I think Tennessee scores under five minutes ago.
2: Yeah, Ugh. and then that's where you should be glad that you're not at the game, because that's when it becomes like it's suffocating. Ask Brandon; it, it was suffocating in Jacksonville. Just the amount of like you're nervous because you've just lost the lead, and the amount of just uneducated idiots screaming and smelling up the entire stadium they don't listen to this podcast brandon don't make that face make (laughs) it screaming some song that i'm sure has hints of never mind i'm not gonna say (laughs) i'm not gonna say that um you know oh it's just a terrible fan base that you just don't want to be around especially if they somehow pull off a win so
1: i have a co-worker who's a ball and she's very nice i also have co-workers that are purdue people that suck so just, just kidding don't. they're also nice people
2: sure, sure she's not very smart and her dad's her uncle but um <laughs> be sure to check out the pod on twitter it's at podcast leo be sure to download rate follow review all of that good stuff even you can't you wait for your official
1: guy. statement next week
0: <laughs>
2: Even if you don't like us, just give us five stars. Tell us how bad we are, especially me. Um, we will talk to you guys next week when we review our horrible predictions and make fun of all the teams that had to play while we're at home resting for next season. We love you guys. Elio.
0: Elio. Elio.
1: Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio.
2: All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys.
1: Elio.